Thanks for tuning in to Horizon Community Church's podcast. Our hope and prayer is that wherever you are, you would be encouraged by this message and be equipped to face any challenges that come your way. More information about Horizon can be found at www.horizonweb.org. Well, it's good to be here. You know, some of you are wondering about the Christmas decorations. We're leaving it up all year. What the heck, right? Look at some cheers, literally. Uh, No, not really. Uh, Office staff was able to take some time off in between. We were able to get carpets. And then uh, we had a a team yesterday, I know, from Brooke to Tim to Danish to Sandra to Christine, I think the children's ministry and youth ministry and team took care of getting stuff back in. And Micah gets a ton of credit in his team because that sound, there was nothing back here. And he's the only one who knew what we were doing today. So give Micah a hand and his team because it's working right now. Knock on wood, knock on wood, Micah. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Hey, do me a favor. Um, Will you uh, take your finger for a second and and take a peek at it? All right, get kind of close and uh, look at your fingerprint. Have you ever stopped to look at that fingerprint? Now, I know the lighting might not be the best here this morning, but it was interesting because I was literally about to come up and I realized I had my computer glasses on. And if you know the computer glasses, they're only designed to look down and it was kind of, I was wondering what was happening. So I had to run to my office, switch my other glasses. And, uh, but I know if, if this lens we're talking about today, you're going to hear me say a God lens. And our fingerprint is so unique. And we do this sort of uh, series as we have a few that we'll do every so many years. Um, and and I, I just, I think it's fitting for the first Sunday of January. You see, what's interesting is God could have created us all alike, like put us on a human conveyor belt and just, doop, 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 pull your, you know, and I don't know about you, we could have all been designed the same, but thank God he didn't create us all the same. Turn to someone and say that if you want. Thank God you're not like me, right? Um, <laughs> careful, Nancy Snow. Um, an original, original is always worth more than a copy. An original is always worth more than a copy. God created each of us with the unique design and we're valuable. We're, Jesus died for all of us. His, his spirit is there to dwell in us and through us. And a lot of times as you hear me say, it's like the Sunday school answer. We know it, but today I'm hoping that we can go a little deeper in understanding this. Um, I love Psalm 139, and it just says this, verse 13, it says, for you created my inmost being, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in that secret place, when I was woven, other translations say knit together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes, verse 16, saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow, this is powerful. We say bits and pieces of this passage sometimes. Um, Ephesians 2.10, uh, which happens to be Pastor Tim's favorite verse, life verse, but for we are God's handiwork. Some translations say masterpiece, workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
And as, see, essentially, as a result of the grace we receive, we do good works. It's not do good works to get the grace. It's as a result of the grace, we want to do good works. So there's a unique purpose prepared in advance for followers of Christ. And so I just want to look at the masterpiece and workmanship for a moment, our translated poema. And I might not be saying it exactly right, but it's, it comes from poem and poetry in our, in our English words. Derived from that, it means something that has been made, but it also is used in context of making something creative, like poetry or artwork. Um, gods, we are God's masterpiece. Have you thought about that? When you're discouraged and wondering, what am I doing? You stop and say, wait, I am God's masterpiece. He created me. I, you know, we're not a work you know, I like the saying, we are a work of art, not a piece of art, okay? We are a work of art. And so discovering your shape, God's divine design for your life, it's gonna enable you today as we talk to really understand and to see yourself as his workmanship, as his masterpiece. Um, and and we have, there's a customized standard for each of us. And so... Understanding and, and knowing this and discovering this and implementing this um, will help us really reveal God's glory. And so we have a part to play. And so I love the verse. You won't see it on the screen, but it's Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And there's a purpose and a unique design. It's like if I have a pen here, a pen's designed to write. It's not designed for earwax. And so, or anything else in that ear. But it's designed. There's a unique purpose. We each, fingerprint, we each um, have a purpose to fulfill if you're a follower of Christ, to bring and display God's glory. Here's a tagline you're going to hear me say a few times. Remember, I'm a repetition guy a little bit. Um, when you discover God's divine design and shape, it leads to purpose, perspective, and peace. When you discover God's divine, de divine design and shape, it leads to purpose, perspective, and peace. Every area of our life is influenced by the way we were designed and shaped. Um, and knowing that from... Um, when you know that and understand that, it, it helps you determine a career. It can help you determine the best ministry fit for you, of what that looks like, uh, where you are best to serve, um, or how to love God and love people more effectively, and so much more. It goes down the list as we're going to look at that today, for we were made and shaped to serve God and serve others, which results in purpose, perspective, and peace. And so uh, here's the deal. When you receive Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you receive that free gift, um, we get that God lens, right? We look through God's lens now. Once we receive that, that's available to us. And for some of you who are here or watching who don't know Christ right now, this, you, you, you might like some things that you're hearing, but if you don't know him, you, you have to begin there because then you get into a lens that takes you to a whole nother level. And so, but once we receive him as our Lord and our Savior, we get that forgiveness of the sins, that grace that we talk about. We get, not only is he our Lord now on earth, but he's our Savior one day. There's eternal life. And then 
as Jesus left the earth, he left his Holy Spirit for us that is available to us. And in addition to that, those are, we could stop there. In addition to that, we, it says, and we're gonna look at this, we receive a specific unique gifting once you have that God lens. And so I wanna read a few, you'll see in your notes, a few other verses you can do a deeper dive in, but let me just hit on a few. First uh, Peter 4 is referencing living for God and purpose of serving others. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful steward of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God, that the strength of God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Using whatever gift you've been given. Uh, as faithful stewards, we are managers. We are dispensers of God's grace. We are shaped according to his plan, right? The masterpiece, the, we are his workmanship. And so there's purpose for us to show, share, and shine, right? Show, share, and shine. I like the way those three flow. Show, share, and shine God's grace and his glory. Wherever we are. Because when you discover God's divine design and shape, it leads to purpose, perspective, and peace. Um, so we're going to look at something that if you've been at Horizon a while, you've seen this. Um, we've spent a, did a whole series on it. We're just doing a one Sunday thing today. But um, we're going to apply this concept to shape. You'll see that in the bulletin. You, you know I like acronyms. Um, so, of course, we're going to, our acrostics, we're going to do that today. Um, it comes from, the idea comes from uh, Eric Reese called Shape. And so um, you, I'm taking a lot of the concepts from this. It's finding and fulfilling your unique purpose for life. And, and so we're going to kind of look at this, each letter. We're going to spend a little more time on spiritual gifts and then kind of hit a, the other letters as we go. So we're going to look at spiritual gifts. We're going to look at the heart, our passion, our abilities, our personality, and our experiences, and how that all shapes us and even give you some application at the end um, that we can kind of hopefully take from here. And we'll spend a little more time on that. But um, so he, what a spiritual gift is. A lot of times in the church, I remember when I first heard that growing up, what's a spiritual gift? Uh, here's, there's a few different definitions, but let me say it this way. A set of different supernatural abilities that God gives you to share and display his love and serve others. That's basic definition of a spiritual gift. And, and again, one of those many benefits that we receive when we have that God lens. And we have to unwrap it. Sometimes as followers of Christ, we don't unwrap this gift that we have. And we have to unwrap it. And today, I'm just, whether you've been a follower of Christ for many years and, uh, or not at all, hopefully you can understand this and grab onto this today and really utilize it for 2022. Um, if I went up to someone who's been a Christian for, let's just say, 30 years, and I said to you, hey, do you know your spiritual gift? What's your top spiritual gift? Now, some people are intimidated by that, but quite frankly, we should be able to answer that if you've been a seasoned follower of Christ. If you're sitting there going, oh, no, I hope nobody asked me. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask that question. This is an opportunity to go, okay, maybe I need to do a deeper dive into this to really understand this. Um, there are over 20 spiritual gifts listed in the New Testament designed to equip and help serve others, bring God's glory. And so, and one of the things to understand, God can give them and he can take them away. 
1 Corinthians 12, first list gifts of the Spirit, and then he teaches how to use them. I'm going to go through a few. It says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Verse 8, to one there is given through a Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of those tongues. Verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Paul goes on to talk about followers of Jesus being part of the body of Christ. He uses, if you read on, it talks about how we are each a body part. We each have a role to play as the body of Christ and how each one functions differently and how we want to be part of the body of Christ so it, we function the way it should function. So no one looks at us and goes, hmm, what? The body, I don't want to be like them. Romans 12 continues with gifts. We, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. It's giving us actions, right? And then in Ephesians 4, not long after in verse 10 about us being God's workmanship, Paul continues listing out spiritual gifts even more in Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We all have a part to play wherever we might be as followers of Christ. You've not got to know your spiritual gift. We have a tool that will help you, so hang tight on this one. Let's move to the H. The H in shape stands for your heart, your passion. Um, what do you, think about this. What do you get excited about if money and time wasn't an issue? What moves your heart? What brings you joy and fulfillment? What do you love to do that really doesn't bore you? What do you dream of doing one day, maybe? Again, if money and time wasn't an issue, just sitting there with those questions could help you with somebody, all right, let me, let me talk, let me dream. As one pastor said, what is the quiver in your liver? You know, what we talk about with heart is your interest, your passions, your desires, not your intellect so much, but the emotional component in you. Psalm 37, 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, work at it with, what does it say? All your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. That always reminds you when the clean team's cleaning the toilets or people are setting up chairs and you're kind of behind the scene person, you're serving, it's always a great reminder that we're serving the Lord. Whatever we do, whatever gift we are using. 
And we all have different interests and passions. Um, what is, when you think about this with your heart, what have you done in the past, or you could ask people close to your life, that has been mo- most effective? Like, wow, you have a real gift in... Or I notice you doing... Things that have brought glory to God. Um, again, if you're not sure, ask somebody close to you. And say, I want your honest feedback. Um, Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. See, when we match our spiritual gifts and our heart and passion together, kind of sandwich them together, then it links to the A in shape. And people can get these two confused, and I hope to help bring clarity to it. Our abilities, our talent, our, see, natural abilities are whatever you're good at or something you have developed over the years. Um, you know, I, I mean, vocation, special skills you have, uh, really, uh, you know, if a welder, for example, could be, wow, he's amazing. He's just, we have a lot of amazing welders here in this community um, and young ones coming up as well. And so th- they might be the best welder ever. That's a talent, which by the way, can be used as we'll talk about in a moment for God's glory. Uh, it's using our abilities to make an impact to glorify God. How are you doing that? Um, I mean, here's the deal. Some people are really good with numbers. I'm not. Um, others really good with kids, the elderly. Some are really into sports and athletics, musical, artistic. We can go down. Lots of different talents and abilities that many of us have here. But a spiritual gift is different than a natural ability. You can understand something. You don't have to be a follower of Jesus to have a talent, of course. But see, here's the deal. Good voice. Someone could have a really, really good voice. They have that talent and that ability. It's powerful. And you might say, wow, what a powerful voice. But someone with the spiritual gift of using that voice to bring God glory and the talent You don't look at them and go, wow, what amazing voice. You praise the Lord because it's working in a place to bring God glory, not a person. It's no longer about performance. It's about, wow. Um, God gets the glory. Even a welder, I think of it, you know, there's a lot of third world countries that need welders to come in. And I mean, you could probably find all types of ministry aspects, how you can take that talent and use it to serve. Um, just simple example of that. Um, the P in shape, and we'll come back to this in a little bit just to tie them all together, but the P in shape is personality. And there's so many personality tests out there, right? How many have taken like at least two personality tests? Over, I mean, they're everywhere. Some people get annoyed by them. I know some, I won't name any staff, but some hate it when I send a personality test. Um, but God has hardwired us all What personality traits best fit you? And part of understanding your personality is to kind of link things together. If you're an extrovert, a lot of the teenagers and adults that I have seen struggle the last couple years the most were the extroverts. Introverts love it. Extroverts because of the social side of things. And so that's just a personality difference. So you're like, you cannot be in an office job and not talk to people. That will, you will be miserable. 
So you got to understand how all this can tie together for what you do and how, again, eventually glorify God. Mark 12, 30 says, love is a verb, by the way, not just a feeling. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind, and strength. When you discover God's divine design and shape, it leads to purpose, perspective, and a peace. Because you know this added benefit is you enjoy it. You love it. You're like, this is, this is me. I love this. And you know it's bringing God glory. And then lastly, the E in shape is kind of wraps a lot of it together. And it changes over time, by the way. It's one thing I want to make, no matter how long you've been a follower of Christ, you're like, oh, I did this before. Okay, do it again. Let's see where it goes. Because they change, they shift. Because the E, a lot of times, is a big contributing factor to that because E is experiences that you have. This is positive and painful experiences that you have had, life experiences, God can use to help others, to glorify him, and to bring healing. Um, It could be vocationally, it could be family, educationally, whatever that might be, but it's, it's purpose, perspective, and peace uh, a lot of times come from painful experiences, but right? Uh, I, I love the line, um, a lot of times purpose is packaged in some pain. God never wastes a hurt. I heard that recently, I really like that. God never wastes a hurt. We may waste them, but God never wastes them. God says this, that which hurt you, I wanna take and use it for good. And we know Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to those who love him. And when you discover God's divine design and shape, it leads to purpose, perspective, and peace, and it can change your paradigm. It, a shift can take place in how we think and how we serve others. Again, that God lens. And, and there's a lot of examples out there. I'll just walk through a few for you. Um, there are some people who have the gift. We have a lot of people who have the gift of service in, in our community here at, at church. And if I were to point somebody out, if I were to say her name right now, she'd be offended. Do not call me out. If, normally, if your service is your primary love language, you do not want to be in the spotlight. You are behind the scenes. You just want to do it and serve, and it's, it's not about me. Um, if you have the gift of hospitality, you love to entertain, you love to bring people in, it's kind of that got, uh, hospitality we can go in there. If you have the gift of giving, you want to write checks and money and give, it's the Lord's money, you don't think twice, and you struggle with, I don't even want to know it's from me. It's here, it's God's money. And we have generous people with that gift in this church. I know for me, I've taken this test a few times. I took this again the last couple weeks just to reevaluate things. Um, administration has always, I know, surprise, surprise, ADD, squirrel, but uh, uh, 93% scored high on administration. Again, I've always been high in administration. Um, and it's always been my highest, uh, you know, and that's like organizing, promoting, leading, taking, I'm kind of a take charge, good delegator 
pretty much, uh, can be goal-focused. And if there's a project and there's somebody who doesn't match my administrative, uh, I can go nuts with a leader who doesn't have that. Nothing against, I, I want to come alongside it, but I'm just saying, it's kind of one of those things, and they probably go nuts with me leading, but that's another story. Um, over the years, I've had apostleship. It's called apostleship, which is basically liking to start something from the ground up, and then I let, there's different things out there. But one that kind of came a little higher that I've seen, 73%, was encouragement. Exhortation, encouragement has moved up the ladder it's like, man, surprise, surprise. Brian Crossan has that gift as his primary, and I always say, dude, I need some of that gift. So maybe he's been praying for me. Um, but an encourager moves people to action. It's part of what they do. And then teaching has come up a little bit as well. Um, and again, growing up, when you look at my experiences, I love soccer. That, that was a natural talent, I guess you could say, an ability. So I used that to go on mission trips to spread the word with the talent. And I, you know, at halftime, sharing your testimony, how powerful it was, or making sure we win so we can have them over for a potluck after the, the game. It doesn't look good if you lose, you know what I mean? And being able to be a part of that, that we have a voice now of how we've used that. Um, I think uh, from a coaching analogy, I used to coach soccer uh, in the community and for both high schools. And I wanted to be the head coach just because I plan the bus schedules. I make sure we know what time we're showing up. I'm a calendar guy. I wanted to, because I've worked around people who weren't very organized and you're like, ah, the parents need to know what time to leave for the game. Um, so you, you, you try to find that role that fits so you'll, you're, there's longevity in what you're doing. And again, ultimately bringing glory to God. Um, some of my experiences with mental health and brain health and anxiety and depression over the years and my dad passing away, those experiences and talking to a lot of people who've been, who have suicide ideation or have made attempts, it's, that's kind of been a new passion for me to talk through and help. And, and so you bring that into it. And some of that comes from some of being on the suicide prevention hotline or working for American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, volunteering there. Um, so you could see how it all comes together. I know couples who have been unfaithful. There's been unfaithfulness in the relationship and God has been glorified through it. And now they are sitting with another couple, giving them hope. I, I think of six right now that come to mind. That it's not me with them. They, wow, or, or many who have lost a spouse or a loved one who are now sitting with others saying, let me tell you, this is how I got through it. Or you name the addiction or the problem or whatever it is, um, it, it's there. I know more people have come up recently with child abuse of some type that now they're coming 25, 30 years later bringing it to light. And now I'm like, hey, will you go have coffee with this person? You guys need to talk. And using that to bring God's Glory, and there's so many examples I can go through because when you discover God's divine design and his shape, his unique shape for you, it leads to purpose, perspective, and peace. Um, you won't know your spiritual gifts unless you unwrap them. Um, discovering, developing, deploying them. And uh, uh, we have a tool that I'm going to walk you through, and just a couple more as I think about it. You know, I vision Mike Rold and I here, Baldy here. Um, he's my brother-in-law. If you don't know that, I can pick on him. I, I actually set he and my sister up, so 
I, right? I, yeah, that's right. I just, if anything goes wrong with you guys, that's going to be a big problem. But, you know, I remember Mike Rold and I at first, I met him early on and, and you know, he's has bass, he's a great fisherman. He knows his stuff. And he and I talked about an outreach, how cool that would be. And we've done little things along the way where he can use his skill to help others along the way of how to fish and what that looks like. From mechanics, I know we've talked, Joey Giordano has done some things over the years of bringing somebody under his wing to help him. I know welders. I think Dave has done some stuff with young people saying, hey, how do we glorify God with this? I mean, we can go down the list um, of more and more things, teaching somebody how to cook. (laughs) Um, Whatever it is, you could see how exciting this could be, if, if, especially if you go to your heartbeat and what gets me excited and how you can link them all together. It's like the, the, the beginning video, the puzzle pieces that we put together. Um, so we have, this is the challenge and, and um, you know, New Year's resolutions are made to be broken, right? All right, so, but the way I look at it, it's like if you accomplished one thing yesterday, you're good, you're good, right? How many got one thing done you wanna do? Hey, cool, all right. Um, How many trees still up? Just kidding. Um, Ours went down an hour after midnight. No, just kidding. (laughs) Thank God I don't have to do it anymore. Trevor's OCD, I pass that on to him. Um, (laughs) But we have a tool and I'm gonna challenge you wherever you're at with your walk with God. I'm gonna challenge you to consider this and I'm gonna walk you through exactly the easiest ways to access this and I'll even show you in just a second. Obviously, you could go to freeshapetest.com and follow instructions. It's pretty easy. Um, You'll see at the bottom there's some options and for some of you who don't know what a QR code is, Micah has made it very clear for you. If you look on the back sheet of your insert and you put your, uh, you know, Safari, Safari or your camera, I do both and it works, right? Just your camera, act like you're taking a picture of it and you'll see a link, you click on it, um, and boom, there, it's there. And you'll go right to the link. There's lots of ways to do it. If you really want an old school way of doing it, email me, uh, kevin at horizonweb.org. I'll print you a copy. I just didn't want to waste a bunch of trees this morning, all right? Um, But I want to walk you through this because as I show you a visual, I think this will help you and understand. And so if we'll... Here's what we're going to do. If you were going to the site and, you know, this is on our website, by the way. Top right, you could go where it says partners and you'll see a scroll where it says spiritual gifts, which takes you right here. And as you go into it, you'll see, you'll, you'll scroll down. It's a take the test. And so as he's scrolling down, it's pretty easy. He click, boom, nice and easy. Um, and as you do, and by the way, it explains each gift. So this is really awesome. It gives you definitions. But as he goes down, there's even a video if you wanted to watch it. We're not gonna. Um, And he's gonna keep going down. And the spiritual gift one is a little longer, but just as an example, do I rarely do it? Do I often do it? They're asking you a bunch of questions. And as he goes all the way down to the bottom and you're kind of going with your gut and what you think, go with your first gut, a thought of what it is. Um, And as you get down um, to the bottom, I know it feels overwhelming, but it's, 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 all, it's all, only 72 questions, that's nothing. Now, they'll score you spiritual gift scores, right? Remember, you're glorifying God by doing this. Uh, they'll show you your highest, and, and they'll go through and keep going down a little further. They'll, they'll give you exactly your top three, and then, then they'll say, I feel I have these gifts because they'll ha- actually help you unravel it more. Um, then you get into the heart. Let's pause there for a second. What 
your heart beats for. The three things I love to do that bring joy and fulfillment in my life. So you're actually writing that in. And then you keep going. It says, what I love to do most, what age type, church things, ministries possible that excite you. And then it goes even further. And look at this. Pause there for a second. Top three from this list that trigger a passion for you. So you go through and go, huh, something might come to mind. And as it goes down uh, a little further, there might be other. Um, and then you get into the abilities. Your you know, current vocation, other jobs you've experienced, special talent, skills you have. I have taught a class or a seminar on... Um, you know, I feel most valuable personal asset is. So it kind of walks through and then it eventually gets to your personality. A lot of tests out there, people, but this is just one of the many. They use Gary Smalley personality test. And so it's, it's fairly short. Um, you have to kind of rank those. And as you go down a little further, you'll see what your highest one is. And then even experience you've had, um, how you came to know Christ and other things you've done um, and then as we're almost there, as we get down to some positive experiences you've had, some negative experiences you've had, it helps you unravel that, um, all the way down to wrapping it all up. So stop there just for a second. So it might give you an example to sing regularly in church setting for God, to go on a mission trip. I would volunteer at a homeless. It helps you kind of take those God-sized dreams and goals and work towards it. And then at the very bottom, um, they prioritize, help you kind of fine-tune and make a goal for yourself. Um, and then as you get all the way down, you put your name in there, you put your email address, and this you do not have to send this to a church leader. What I recommend, where it says optional, I recommend you email a person you're close to who knows you really well. Not only will you get the results, but they will too. And it will hold you accountable to say, let's get coffee. And if it's your spouse or someone in your family, awesome. Just say, hey, can we look through this? I want that. I need that. And it's an opportunity to just really understand your shape. Um, and if you're a follower of Christ and you're looking at this going, yeah, I ain't going to do it. at least look at some of the resources, you know. Um, you know, if you really know your gift, you can do a deeper dive into it. You could just get spiritual gift stuff. But this is really an opportunity to really make sure you're in the right fit. If you're in a job right now and you're miserable, this might be an opportunity to really look at this. Um, if you've been wanting to serve in the church in some capacity, not quite sure what, this might be a great opportunity to really find the right fit. Introverts are not good greeters. They're not. They're unfriendly. <laughs> just kidding. I'm right in the middle. I'm not just, people think I'm an extrovert. I'm more introvert. So, but they, they follow rules really well. Um, but no, truly, extrovert, like they talk. And sometimes where extroverts can have problems is they talk too much to the person that came through the door and they miss the person and if it's an introvert, they're like, whew, I, I avoided that person. <laughs> if it's an extrovert, they're a little bummed. No one said hi to them. So you can see where this plays out. Food ministry, we have a lot of people on the hospitality side of things. Security, people who, in law enforcement, what a great opportunity to talk to Doug Matthews and be part of the security team. And what that, using that gift and that talent and that ability to bring God glory, to protect us. So 
If you have questions, any one of the staff that you're connected to or elders would love to walk you through it and talk you through and help you and guide you in that. Um, but what a great opportunity to see ultimately discovering your divine design and shape because just know it leads to purpose. It's gonna lead to perspective for you, a, God, a new God's lens. Maybe you need your lens cleaned. You've had God for a while, but they need to be kind of wiped clean and ultimately a peace. And if you don't know Jesus and you don't have that lens, this is a great opportunity just to reach for it and say, Lord, I, I want that lens. I Forgive me for my sins. I receive you into my life. I, I, I want to unwrap this gift. And if that's you, you're saying it with your mouth, believe in your heart. There's no magical prayer for that. But I encourage you, talk to somebody. When I think, when I say, what is one, one person you would sit down and talk about this with? Whoever that person came to mind is the one you probably need to reach out for coffee. And say, let's talk through this. There's synergy. Iron sharpens iron. There's something about that getting together. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It does not matter. There is a role to bring God's glory. Don't let Satan feed you with lies. And again, there's a unique design and purpose, and it's not too late to figure out what that is. Let us pray. We bow. Father God, we just come before you and thank you for another day in this moment to breathe so we can give you glory today, Lord. We look to you today and thank you for um, what you do in and through us. I pray for some of us who have been followers of Christ for a long time that we don't get lethargic, we don't get lazy. We don't numb out to the fact that, Lord, maybe there's some things even now, a fresh reset to rediscover where we're at and maybe realigning some things in where we serve. For some who are fairly new in their faith, Lord, may they find us to be exciting for them. God, I remember when I first did this back in the day and it just, it, it just opened up my eyes to so much and realigned and redirected a lot of things that I did. And so, Father, may this tool be used to bring you glory in that way. Um, and Father, if there's somebody listening or someone here today who... They barely came, and, uh, but they're here and they need you. They want to experience your love, your forgiveness, your grace. I pray that they can just feel that right now. Your Holy Spirit is present and um, can reach out and touch them even in this moment. I pray that they will see through your lens. For some of us who need our lenses clean, may we do that. May we not wait till the end of 2022. May we get busy now and roll up our sleeves, Lord, because... We want to further your kingdom and bring more people to know you, to glorify you. So we pray for more perspective. Father, we pray just for more uh, purpose and ultimately the peace that we find in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all his children said, amen. amen. Just real quickly, a couple important instructions.